What's going on, everybody? Ears up in depth. Back in the newsroom. Ready to bring you all the juicy, crusty, I don't know, whatever, uh, any descriptor you want, Disney news. I will tell you, Jeremy, um, I haven't told you this purposefully, and I wanted to wait for this show next time we did this show, but you've been traveling, you've been Mr. Uh, Mr. Wanderlust or whatever, you know, yeah. for work, I guess. And uh, Taryn was doing something. I forget what, she, in fact, she was doing, but she was on our iTunes reviews. Oh, yeah, okay. and which is a place I never go. I don't want to. I don't want to know. It's a you know wretched hive of scum and villainy, like the man says. Um, <laughs> and because because really I, yeah, I get I get in my I get too in my head about stuff. Um, yes, and it's like you know coming from the beer world, it, it, reviews don't mean anything. You know, retail world, review world, right, beer it all world just tastes like beer. Yeah, well, it's all dumb. It's like you know any merchandise. It's like this is one person's weird opinion at this one given moment and it's going to impact potentially hundreds of people you know what i mean and it's like it can't just you can't have a just a a weird experience you have to explain the experience that's what the internet has brought us like everyone's opinion needs to be expressed and it's i don't know it's very weird so she was like telling me the other you know the reviews or whatever and i was like i don't really want to hear it i just i really don't i really just don't care uh but one stuck out in my head and i sort of want to make a t-shirt about it or at least like a tagline oh where okay. th- it was like a quick review. I forget even how many stars this guy gave us, but he was, uh, he goes, uh, it was, has to be referencing this show, even though it was on just like ears up. Cause it's the same thing. He goes, wow. um, it's just two guys complaining. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's hard to fault you, dude. Like not for nothing. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. We're like, okay, that's fair, fair. Awesome. Awesome point. Oh, um, oh, also, man. yeah, I mean, it's a news show. It's a news show and it's a show with opinions. It's an opinionated news show. You know, you don't watch, uh, I don't know, <laughs> name another opinionated news show and think it's just a guy giving his opinion. It's a guy complaining about something. Every opinion is, a complaint on one way or the other. You know what I mean? It's a commentary. How boring, and we've said it before, how boring would it be if all we did was, oh, wow, this Disney knew, this was such a good thing. I love the price increases at the park. I think it's great for my bottom line. You know what I mean? I, I feel like we need, to, we need to, we do that, we do some of that, but we also, you know, shine the light in the dark crevices of, of, of Disney because as fans... You got to celebrate the good, but you also have to call out the bad or else you're just sort of a shill and the good doesn't mean as much if there's no bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I never wanted to be I want to be seen as a shill. By the way, there's a big no. cord in front of the camera. Ew, there is. Gross. <laughs> Get it out of the way. All right. There you go. No, it's back. It's back. Ah! <laughs> uh, speaking of complaining, that cord is. Really there we bottom. go. Maybe yeah. cord left the message. Oh, maybe. Um I think, one, I don't want to be a shill. There's plenty of Disney news shows that do that. We've seen them, in this, and they're both official Disney podcasts and unofficial that are yeah. very uh, sort of brown-nosing to the company. I don't think that this in-depth portion of the show started off as being overly negative, but I really no. do think that we've followed Disney th- to this point. I don't, you know, it's not like Disney's still all wonderful. I mean, we're going to talk tonight, I think, about what they're not willing to pay people. Yeah. Should I should I celebrate that? I can't. Apparently, apparently you so, should. Apparently or, that's I'm, all. I can't celebrate harmonious. I'm not going to do it. 
Don't right. ask me to. So on the one hand, I think, yeah, but also if everything's <laughs> in the garden, if everything in the garden is rosy, why have a podcast? Correct. I agree. I agree. Because you're just like, yeah, like you said, you can go to any other podcast and get the, you know, the, uh, I don't know, Huffing the Pixie Dust or whatever podcast is out there, which would actually be a funny name for a show. Um, and <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, you can get the rosy cheeked thing, but I feel like those people are irritating. I really do. They are, if, if you they can, are if you can hear the smile, you know, if you're like this and you can hear me smiling, I really love, I just, when I walk into the parks, I start tearing up and I, sorry, hold on. <laughs> just, I just love it here so much. And I literally, my, my husband can totally tell me this, uh, tell you this, uh, cause he was there, but I literally dropped to one knee and put my hand in my head and rested my elbow on my knee. And I openly wept while he stood in line for uh, rise of the resistance. I was at the front gate. I had to take the train over cause I had to, I had to make up time. And it was just a beautiful, I, I mean, come on, dude, how boring would that be? Yeah. And so that's that's from the perspective of the fans. But then you look at this like planned Disney podcast, which is just absolutely completely <laughs> unlistenable. <laughs> like, let's take it. Let's check it out. And then when they're talking about Moana, the journey of water inspired, mm-hmm. the journey of water inspired by Moana. Yeah. And they, every time they reference the ride, they say that entire whole thing, have to. which sounds exactly like how normal t- people talk to each other. Right. You absolutely so have like, to. And that's why you shouldn't nice. do it. Right. Exactly. And that's the problem when when corporations do a what is more of like a common folk uh, communication device. You know what I mean? They take a podcast, which is you know for the most part nowadays just people talking to people about stuff that we all mutually enjoy, but it gets tainted by corporate speak. Like they have right. to say the whole name because if they start calling it something else, then they can lose that trademark or whatever, right? They can lose that, that, that commodity that is the name of the, of the thing. Plus, it's also marketing. And then they have to say it. And the legal people probably like, every time you reference the ride, say the name, not just the ride or the Moana ride, because it's not the Moana ride. You know, they, they got to get their branding. They got to get their marketing on point. And it dilutes the um, effervescence of, the, of the, the, you know, the hosts, of the attitude of the show, of the point of the show, to be honest with you. Well, and also, why are you calling then? Then that points back to why is it even called that in the first place? Yeah, you should have people naming things something intelligently. Spaceship Earth, Horizons, these are quick, good names. It shouldn't be the Journey of Water inspired by Moana. <laughs> that's not a name of attraction. Dinosaur, that's the name of an attraction. Okay. Water, the Moana yeah, just ride. Call it water. <laughs> yeah. Also, the journey of water. I don't know. I'm interested to see what it's about. Is it going to be like the rain? And, uh, you know, is it going to be with acid rain? I mean, you know, what's going on over there? But I don't know. I thought I'd share that with you. I thought I'd share that review um, because okay, I thought well, you would appreciate it as much as I did. I thought it was very it funny. Is. And I want I wanted to screenshot it. Uh, I want to have Taryn go back and, like, take a screen grab and use it somehow because I think it's very funny. I think his review of our show was shorter than the title of Moana, the journey of water. How about <laughs> yeah. that? He's very succinct. That's true. And I appreciate it for, I appreciate him for that. Me too. Yeah. Anyway, good to see you. I haven't seen you since the 21st amendment. Oh my God. What a fun time, huh? What a day we had there. What a month I spent there one night. <laughs> it was fun. I was really thrilled to see all not, you know, obviously you and Taryn. Oh, sure. And, 
it, but it was so nice to have Bev and Terrence, you know, yeah, talk Terrence grow back. I know, right? And then we had friends of the show joining us. I had my friend Libby with me. She had a blast. Some of her friends came. P, Linda, and then Brian and Kara came, who we had never met before, and they were very nice and drove me back to my hotel. Oh, they did? <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah, they were nice people. They were sat on the other side of the table, like kitty corner, so I didn't really get a chance to chat with them too much, but they seemed like very lovely people. They were cool. I really liked them. They're interesting. Um, but yeah, at the end of the night, I was like, who wants to drive me home? And everyone and like they drew the short straw, basically, because <laughs> I don't think it was on their way. But they were very nice yeah. for doing that. Awesome. So, yeah, it was yeah. a good time. God, I hope I, I didn't leave anybody out. I think I, I listed everyone that was there. Yeah, people. I don't know, man. Alice. Alice was there. Alice, Alice had there. a good time. You know, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, she's so too. big. She turns five in a couple weeks, dude. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's wild. Anyway, let's get into the stories. Uh, why don't you, why don't I go first? You should go first. Yeah, because I got three of them. You know, one's real short, but this is, uh, this, let's uh, see. See, now I'm in my head about that guy's review. And I'm like, well, this story might be kind of negative, but this one might also be kind of negative. <laughs> so uh, let's just get into it. Uh, Disney workers rebel against return to office mandates. Have you heard this? Iger is forcing everybody to return to the office, I think at least... I think it's four days a week now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw the headline. I haven't read much into it. So, Well, I'll, allow me to, uh, to tell you. Apparently, Disney employees are pushing back on the company's announcement that it will be returning to four days a week of in-person work. More than 2,300 workers, Jeremy, have signed a petition addressed to CEO Bob Iger, urging the executive to abandon the planned return to offices, claiming it is, quote, likely to have unintended consequences that cause long-term harm to the company. Oh. It continues, this policy will slow or even reverse our post-COVID recovery and growth by creating critical resource shortages and causing irreplaceable institutional knowledge loss. Which, you know... um, Why would that be? Because you're in the office, more people are coming in, there's no masks... Um, if you have poor ventilation or not, uh, you know, if you're not cleaning the air, replacing the air, then more people are, are, are apt to get COVID and then be out. And so it's just like, if someone has the flu, you should stay home. Uh, but with COVID, you're not always symptomatic or you're, you're, you're contagious before you're symptomatic, like a couple of days before. So you could just spread COVID through the whole office, through the whole branch or whatever. And then multiple people are out for, you know, a month, two months. Which is what's happened in some companies. Like it happened to Terrence's company a couple of times. Like entire sections of people were just gone for a couple of weeks. Hmm. So that's, I okay. think, what they're saying. Iger's, Iger's original email announcing the return to pre pandemic workspaces informed Disney employees of the policy change going into effect March 1st. At that time, those, uh, quote, currently working in a hybrid fashion will be asked to spend four days a week on site, targeting Monday through Thursday as in person work days. He pointed to the, quote, tremendous value in being together with the people you work with as he explained his reasoning for the change, noting that he has been holding meetings with various teams across Disney since returning to the company. Wow, cool. So you've been doing your job. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) As you've heard me say many times, creativity is the heart and soul of who we are and what we do at Disney, Iger said in the email. And in a creative business like ours, nothing can replace the ability to connect observe, and create with peers that comes from being physically together. 
nor the opportunity to grow professionally by learning from leaders and mentors. I mean, he has a point. I will give him that. It is, it is easier to be creative face-to-face. But four, so four days a week, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. It's a creative company. I, it does seem, I mean, how can you do storyboard meetings virtually? It just doesn't have the same, I don't know. There is something about being in person that, we, that you can't recreate with a screen. Yeah, and I think the way to go with that is not four days, but, you know, if you have these kind of meetings, storyboard meeting, come in. You know, if you're going to be brainstorming, come in. You can do yeah. a lot of stuff virtually. You can team share a lot of stuff. You know, everyone really basically draws digitally anyways. So you can share stuff. You can share mock-ups. You can animate stuff. Like, you can do a lot of that stuff. And they've also had three years to sort of perfect that. I mean, think of all the projects that have come out since since the pandemic started. Yeah, none of it's been good. Ah, there's a lot that's been good. I do think there – so there's meetings, yes. But there is something to – and I love working from home. But I, I don't go in four days a week. I go in two to three. Mm-hmm. But there is something outside of meetings also that happens. The run-in at the, at the refrigerator that you have when you have a chat. Oh, the, you bump into someone in the elevator. What are you working on? And then it leads to things. You can't always plan some of that stuff that happens when you're walking around the office and visiting and chatting. So I, I agree. I, I no. definitely agree. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a balance and um, right. You know, if, if I'm honest, I mean, it sounds like he's spoken to people and, and I don't think he would make this decision if the heads of the departments and the teams didn't say, Hey, we are lacking some of this stuff. But you know, if you have 2,300 people going, I don't like signing their name to a thing. I don't know. I think you should, I think you should rethink that, but I also think that there's something to how much are you checking people's clock, like clocking people in and out, and how much are you just trusting people and saying, we're going to give you a flexible schedule. You need to be here to get your job done, but we're not going to be nursemaids to you. We're going to give you the flexibility to live your life. And I think companies who do that are better off rather than saying it's got to be four days and you left at five and we here, you know, like that's the kind of thing, because then it shows that you, you don't have a trust in your people. Yes, I agree. You're forcing them to a certain, yeah, it, I, I would leave it as hybrid if it were me. If it were up to me, everybody. Uh, I would leave it as, come in if you want. It, as long as your work is getting done and as long as it's up to, up to the creative standards of your team leaders and, and the, what the company is, yeah. you can work from Bali, dude. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. You know, whatever. But uh, I think he's, he's definitely an old school guy like that and he's getting, you know, he's getting his right. pushback, which is... Uh, Sort of one of the first times that lately, especially that we've seen Iger getting this cast member flack too, you know? Oh, yeah. Remember, this is a far cry from him parading and squiring himself down <laughs> Main Street, USA, and fa- with guests fawning all over him. Yeah. I'm trying and to ca- find guests and cast members alike. I'm trying to find the actual petition. I can't, I can't seem to find it. Is it unchanged.org? God, I hope so. <laughs> well, the other thing too is and i don't know if i have a side on this because i don't work inside of disney so i don't really know four days a week doesn't really feel hybrid to me that just feels like ugh, we're, we're like we're back full like what's what's friday uh but also with a at a company who is threatening to lay off seven thousand people you're it's precarious to say 
we don't want to go back. <laughs> We're not going to do what you're asking. Yeah. Well, I, that's, so there's a... that's one of my next stories. Oh boy. Yeah. I, I agree. It's, you know, it's, Hey, we're, we're tightening the belt a little bit, you know, we're battening down the hatches and also you got to come in. So you might lose your job. And also now you have to start paying more money for gas and paying more money for oh, car insurance yeah. and figuring all that stuff out and maybe potentially childcare, you know, again, also all th- that stuff. Especially in LA. Think of how many hours yeah. you lose in traffic a day. Right. I mean, you know, and, and we're just out here in the sticks and Taryn would, Taryn's work is half an hour away. Coming home, she would take her 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, depending on traffic. And she, that's time she would just lose. You're not getting paid for it. Right. You're not getting any mileage for it. You could be at home bonding with your family or working more. I mean, that's sort of what she does. You know? Right. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. Again, yeah, like you said, I, I don't work there. doesn't bother me. But I just I feel bad for all those people who have built their lives currently around this hybrid schedule or at least working from home, like people who had a baby six months, a year, two years ago, thinking this is the way forward. And now they have to find child care. That's not cool, dude. It's not cool. I don't know, man. Oof. That's it. I wouldn't want to go back four days a week. No, that would be no way. a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. My but, turn, especially because you don't work there. That would definitely be a huge I, problem. Yeah, I really don't want to go back four days a week to Disney. Yeah, you don't, you don't work there. They would be like, what are you doing? Like, Sir, leave. You don't have a badge. I left my badge at my desk. Can you just you know, beat me in, please? No one really thought Pacific Wharf needed a fix, but now it's getting a layover for Big Hero 6. <laughs> have you heard about this? This is, this is hot off the presses. I've heard a smattering of it, but I don't know any details. So I'm excited to, uh, to get your details. Well... It's hot off the presses, at least I thought it was, because this came out on the Disney Parks blog today. And it was, you know, I, was, I saw the the concept art on Twitter and on Instagram, and I was like, oh, okay, that's happening. But as soon as I opened up the article on the Disney Parks blog, they go, well, we announced this at D23 and D- 2022. And I was like, how did I miss that's this? That's true. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. Oh, I have no recollection of that. Yeah. So this totally blindsided me today. So Imagineering is out announcing today the concept art for this new area that formerly is known as Pacific Wharf over in California Adventure, but will now be known as San Francisco Square, I think they're calling it. Okay. So they're going to, it's going to be an overlay basically of a food court and it will have now a backstory. Because they (laughs) don't do anything with that, which is, which is great. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They do a backstory. Uh, so, <laughs> you're going to be able to step into San Francisco Square, according to the Disney Parks blog over at California Adventure. Um, this is going to be uh, later this summer during the Disney 100 celebration at Disneyland Resort. So this whole area is going to be, I don't know if you've ever, have you seen ba- Big Hero 6? Yeah, love it. It's, it's a great, great movie. movie yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I think I cried. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, uh, it's terrible. You know, we got to stick to our our shtick, oh, right. right? Of like, that, yeah, that it's, movie stinks. Oh man, I want to complain about it some more. Ah, yeah, that was great. Well, in the movie, it's it takes place in this fictional mashup of two cities called San Francisco, and I'm sure you can guess that that's a mashup of. Los Angeles and uh, it's, uh, <laughs> Utah, it's, the whole state of Utah, <laughs> San Francisco and Tokyo, right? And that's where the main characters of the movie Hero 
and his older brother Tadashi and Hiro's robot Baymax. Yes, have their their thing. That's where they live. And it's I think it's in the not too distant future is what this is supposed to be. So basically, we're getting that they're recreating the the wharf the 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 the, the where what do you call it the bay the, where the Along the water where the stuff is. The bay? The wharf. The yeah. wharf. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> the piers? Yeah, the piers. Eh. We're getting that. Um, like a, it's So basically the story that they're telling us is that this local fishing village um, along, the, along the water fell on hard times and entrepreneurs came together to reinvent the seaside canneries into a vibrant multicultural district of neighborhood restaurants and small businesses where you'll be a- able to eat and shop. Now, the big thing that you're going to notice is that bridge that crosses over mm-hmm. from there's like an obelisk. I think it's called Paradise Gardens Park. Okay. And you go over a bridge and then you're in Pacific War. Yeah, by like World of Color, like where World of Color is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then in the, in Pacific Wharf is where you get the bread bowls. Mm-hmm. You know, that which I've never gotten because I just, you know, you can get them over in Disneyland anyway. So I just, I don't know. I've had bread before. Okay. There's a Giardelli. Yeah, I've had chocolate before. I don't know, man. Okay. Well, uh, so that's what this, that's this area. The big thing that you're going to notice that bridge that goes over there is going to be the San Francisco gate bridge. Okay. Basically looks like the golden gate bridge, but with sort of like Japanese, uh, Tory accents. So it's mm. recognizable, but you can tell that it's all right. It's got a bit of a Japanese twist to it. Okay. So that's what they're installing currently. You think they're going to reuse the uh, golden gate bridge they had over the entrance? Of uh, DCA years ago, low those many years ago. No, I think they're building this from scratch. Uh, but yeah. man, what a dumb thing to remove! That was so cool. Yeah, I know it was great. It looked awesome. It looked it looked, looked very awesome. cool. Although the I do like I do like the sort of retro. Um, what what is? What, come on, Carthay Circle area. No, well that oh. that like nineteen twenties thirties. Buena Vista Street. No, the the style. Oh. Art Deco? Yeah, Art Deco. Yeah, yeah. That Art Deco thing that they got going. I I, I love an Art Deco thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, so I don't mind it, but it did look cool, although it was very garish. <laughs> it was very, very odd. Oh, it um, was a little. I did like it, though. It was sort of like, oh, man, it's gone. It's like a big toy that they moved. It is. I, I mean, you. I think you could still do... Sight lines don't mean anything in that park. Like, it's not like that would be jarring anymore to have that in front of the Art Deco, because when you're in the Art Deco, yeah. you see Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> none of it matters. It's well, that's gone. true. Yeah. And, you, kept and I think the, the bridge sort of happened during that Art Deco period, or was it, it was in the 30s, I think. So it wasn't I think so. sort of like. I think it looks Art Deco. Yeah. The, the there you go. Bridge. Yeah. But not to worry, none of your favorite eateries. Okay, good. In in Pacific Wharf are going away. You'll find familiar favorites like soups and freshly break, baked bread bowls, as well as new Asian-inspired selections. The new port of San Francisco, Cerveceria, draws inspiration from its tricultural influences with signage in English, Japanese, and Spanish. Outside will be a fun and inviting beer garden decorated with lights. I love and, lights. You had me at lights, man. <laughs> and Papel Picado. Papel Picado is that Mexican art form of the different colored like tissue paper with cuttings that. Oh, yeah. Like um, snowflakes. Yeah. 
Yeah, similar to that. Yeah. Um, so Wait, so they're having a, have it's a beer garden. There. So are they getting rid of the Carl Strauss truck? It doesn't say anything about a Carl Strauss truck, but maybe they're just because it's in that, that food court, somewhere. right? And that was yes. like the only place that more, the, our frequent flyer miles would take us to the to that place. So I wonder if that's. I wonder if Carl Strauss is still going to run that. I don't know. I don't know where the Carl Strauss beer truck is. I can't picture that. It's at the, you know, okay, so if you're in the the food court and you sort of go through it towards Cars Land, there's that entrance to Cars Land through the back, so you're walking and Flows is on your left and Car and Radiator Springs Racers is on your right-hand side. Yeah. You you would have passed the Carl Strauss beer truck at that point. Okay. Yeah, so it's right there. I think that might be in safe territory. But I mean, but that and a beer garden? Well, I just, no, I don't, I think this is just a place to drink from the service area. Oh, okay. Uh, Brian in the chat saying the truck will be gone, but I don't know how he knows. I mean, what does he know? You know what I mean? Would you, would you really Bob Iger and you know everything? How does he know? I would like, I mean, if that's true, that's great. Thank you, Brian, for adding to the the conversation. Yeah. I mean, we appreciate that. Uh, RGH pipes up and he says, basically where the truck is will be the Baymax meet and greet. Why don't these two just have a podcast? I know. Well, Ryan. <laughs> well, why don't we do more research? <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, not everyone's happy about this change. And I'm not just talking about us. Me. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't actually really care. I mean, I guess it's kind of neat looking. And I'm always for neat looking. Uh, but outspoken former Imagineer of 33 years, Jim Schull posted this his thoughts on Twitter today. Quote, Why? What problem does this change fix? Is this the entry to a major attraction? How does what's there fix with this concept, which I think he meant to write fit with this concept. Mm. Uh, And then he said, design is meant to solve problems. This doesn't. Which is kind of true. Like, I guess you're theming an area, but it already had a theme and you're doing Baymax and Big Hero 6, but you're not putting an attraction in there. So... Okay, thanks. What right. what are we doing? Why are you spending money on this when you can't afford to pay your people and you're laying people off? Like, I get it if you want to make investments. Yeah. But maybe leave well enough alone and address the real problems, which is you aren't going to have people working these theme parks if they go on strike soon. So, well, you already, you already have a labor shortage to begin with. I mean, you're you hiring people on the spot at uh, at hiring, you know, fairs or whatever. Right. So who's going to staff this? (laughs) No one's not going to Pacific Wharf because it doesn't have good enough theming. And that's not like, oh, now we'll go to these same restaurants because we get to walk over the San Francisco Gate Bridge. So I just feel like it's a bit like superfluous. Like it just seems frivolous to me to have this. It is. Other than it's like it was slated in the budget a couple years ago and it's already approved and planned. And so they're like, well, okay, now it's time to do this. And they're doing it because they're told that it's the next thing on the list. It doesn't well, need to be changed. That area, it's not its not like dynamically themed, but I kind of liked it in, in some way. It was sort of boring. It did seem like a, a pier wharf in the city to begin, like Pier 39 or something like that with some of the colors and just, I don't know. It was It's always full of people. There's always tons of people going there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And then also you're closing it down for an undetermined amount of time to make all these changes. So it's yet another place you're not going to be able to go. And um, yeah, I just doesn't, it doesn't, um, doesn't scream necessity to me. 
Well, and also wasn't there, not that this will have the budget that that did, but wasn't there an attraction that was slated for Avengers Campus? Mm -hmm. They built a whole building for it that never opened. I think so. I don't know if they built the building for it, but I think that they had planned another attraction there and then that, that hasn't come through yet. So I don't know if you do have the extra scratch. How about do that? <laughs> like, why are we we making? Why are we just adding decor to bridges? Yeah. Well, you know, and Terrence it, was Terrence was like swearing that uh, what was going to happen is uh, they were going to take out Hollywood Studios area and put a big Marvel roller coaster there. He was like oh. betting his life on it. He's been doing it for like five years. I'm like, it's never going to happen. It will never happen. Where did he hear that from? Probably some. Someone that he, that works there that goes well, you know, we have this project, and it's like they have so many projects, they have so many things in the fires, you know, trying to design this, that, and the other thing. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. So I'm still waiting. Right. Well, <laughs> still waiting for it. But no, we're gonna I, get, we're gonna get a, a Golden Gate Bridge. So yeah. That. Well, I say put that money into paying the people who need it, which are the cast members, so that when we go to these places like Pacific Wharf. The cast members aren't miserable. That would be they're nice. making a, a wage. <laughs> right. Well, and like the, Disney is killing it at the box office. And I know they're different industries or whatever, but um, actually, I should probably bring it up at the break. Um, you know, as a Disney stockholder, the, um, you know, we can vote every year and like, you know, electing people to the board or whatever. Right. And in there, they have disclosures. They give you a PDF of like all what's going on with the company, how healthy it is, what they're making, whatever. And the parks are up like over a hundred percent over last year. Yeah. Um, it, they're just raking in the dough, but you know, not for nothing. No one else is seeing yeah. that money. Well, how about we bring back an electrical parade? <laughs> Don't give me a bridge. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a bridge to sell you. I want yeah. an electrical parade. That's a, what I want. It's a bridge to nowhere. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, you know what, Jeremy? Let's take a quick break. Okay. And we'll come back and we'll uh, do some more news stories. So hang on, everybody. It's Ears Up in depth. We'll be right back. In depth, reporting Disney news that's probably not made up. All right. Thanks for hanging on, everybody. Yeah. All right. We are, uh, let's get this other story here in front of my face. In front of my face. <clears throat> you know, we've been talking a little bit about the Reedy Creek fight that uh, Ron DeSantis and the Disney company have been having over the past, I don't know, year or something like that? Year, I would say, yeah. Yeah, where DeSantis wants to strip them, and he made a lot of big blustery speeches about how Disney was going to pay, and they were going to, you know, no longer will they, you know, run roughshod over the state, and they will have to follow the, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> right. Well, apparently that has happened now. DeSantis has signed the bill. Uh, the bill has passed uh, both houses of the Florida legislature this week. And uh, apparently Disney will not fight it. They will not fight this bill, which establishes a new district to assume the powers held by the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which mm -hmm. ha uh, Disney has controlled since 1967. The new entity is called the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, which is awesome. Wow, such what a, a cool, cool name. Such an awesome name. You know, you got Inspired Reedy Creek. Inspired by Moana. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, inspired by the woke mind virus. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, Reedy Creek is sort of innocuous and, you know, it sort of makes it, I don't know, seem cool. But the Central Florida Tourism, oh, I'm like falling asleep reading it. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, this has to pass the Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board. <laughs> oh, huh? Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's yeah, a fi- C- C- CFTOB. Yeah, the CFTOB. The CFTOB will be run by a five-member board, every one of whom will be appointed by DeSantis and then confirmed by the state Senate. So not only are, not only are you just sort of like, you know, putting your fingers in the pie for for no reason, right? Just to be, just yeah. to be a thorn in someone's side, right? But now you have the state senate taking their time away from you know legislation, uh, you know, running the state to approve board members that oversees Reedy Creek District for for Disney World. It just it seems like such a step down if you're an elected government official. I don't know. It's like, cool. Now I got to sit here and do this. Like, awesome. That sounds great. And that doesn't bother me that much because it was before it was Disney appointed. Yeah, but I don't, but I, you know, and And at least now they're being appointed by people who are, and who have to answer to the public in elections. Yeah. I mean, loosely answer. I mean, yes, I, I guess to a certain extent, but what are, what are, what are people really going to know about the inner workings of, the new management district that they didn't know about the Reedy Creek. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it's going to be as public facing as it, as it seems. I don't think that the locals are going to be like, well, you know, I don't know. I've been happy with Reedy Creek, but now I have someone to complain to. I need to, I need, you know what I mean? I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's providing an avenue that, that people were, are going to use. I don't think mm. anyone's going to complain to their legislature about uh, what is happening in Reedy Creek. And they go, finally, I have a, I have someone to talk to about this thing. I don't like. I mean, that's that's the whole part. That's the whole thing of our government. You can't, you don't have companies running swaths of the state. You have these are people who will be put on that board by people who face election. That's that's important, I think. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see what you're saying. I see your, I see the, um, I see the drive behind your behind your statement. Apparently, one of the rules is none of them are going to have ties to the theme park industry. Like, but why not? I think they should. They should know how to run a theme park. They because if Disney comes to them and say, "Hey, we need clearance to do this," they should probably know within the broad strokes of of how it's going to benefit the tourism industry in that state. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think. I'm I'm trying to think like what would be comparable to that. So, would you want? And like maybe yes, you probably like if you want have people who work for the FDA, mm-hmm. you probably want people who have experience with food and drug, right? Not, I would want at right? least like, at least a so doctor, that, yeah. uh, on, you know, to deal with the FDA. Yeah, at least right. But maybe you don't want someone who worked or worked for Pfizer. You know, like you may not want that. You want mm-hmm. someone who would have independence. So there's how do you draw that line? I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think you want people to have experience, but you wouldn't want them to be on the side. By. of yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that I the parallel I understand. But at the end of the day, it's it's a governing body that determines what Disney can do with their property. So I don't really think that it's that big of a deal if someone who used to work for Disney then mm. gets on that board and says like, hey, I know what's working. So I can either go back to the company and say, hey, this is our pushback. This is our tension point. Or, hey, board, this is what would ultimately happen. Let me break down this proposal for you. And they can be like a, either a liaison or at least a, even for Universal. It doesn't have to be Disney. But someone to just sort of like be in that 
theme park arena. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, in a statement, Disney said it is, quote, ready to work within this new framework, indicating that it will not try to challenge the law in court. The legislature moved to dissolve the Reedy Creek District last April. But some observers have suggested that Disney could file a First Amendment lawsuit, but they're not going to, apparently. Uh, this is from Jeff Vale, who's the president of Walt Disney World Resort, said, For more than 50 years, the Reedy Creek Improvement District has operated at the highest standards, and we appreciate all that the district has done to help our destination grow and become one of the largest economic contributors and employers in the state. We are focused on the future and are ready to work within this new framework, and we will continue to innovate, inspire, and bring joy to the millions of guests who come to Florida to visit Walt Disney World each year. The legislation was introduced on Monday. It passed the State House of Representatives on Thursday on a vote of 82 to 31, with, uh, which was basically uh, you know, along party lines. And then uh, state. Oh, it's a quite a big. It's not a slim majority there. No, yeah, 81 Republican and uh, 31 uh, Democrat. So I have to take issue with Jeff Val uh, describing it as the highest standards. I mean, we've covered here on your on in depth how they haven't un, they have understaffed the Reedy Creek Fire Department. It's true. Uh, the staffing yeah. levels haven't improved in I think 20 years and look how much they've added how much infrastructure they've added that the fire department has to still look after with the same amount of resources. So I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know and I'm not saying that now that it's public it will change. <laughs> Hopefully it does. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sure that, that nice. Disney was necessarily the best steward of it. Yeah, I mean, based on that one data point, probably not, you yeah. know, but um, the Reedy Creek Improvement District has uh, broad authority over zoning, infrastructure, fire response, like you were just saying, and public utilities. Uh, the entity levies taxes on Disney and issues tax-exempt bonds. We've sort of, you know, covered all of that. Uh, in establishing the new district, the legislature left almost all of See, this is the thing. Uh, the legislature left almost all of its powers intact. The legislation does remove the power to build a nuclear power plant and an airport, but those powers have never been used. Right. <laughs> like, oh, man, we can't build our oh, nuclear man. power plant. Damn. <laughs> well, that's yeah, it for we're us. We're never going to do that. <laughs> yeah. The practical effect of the change could end up being negligible, and park employees right. and visitors are unlikely to notice any difference. But DeSantis and future governors will have broad power to make life difficult for Disney if they choose to exercise it. It's like Disney is operating in a low security prison where they can still do what they want to do, but there's guards around them at all times, said Representative Anna Escamini, who has been among the most vocal critics of the state takeover. They so can't... does that mean Universal's been operating in a low level prison for the last how, 30 years that they've been there? Like... Yeah, please, dude. If, it, if it's prison, it's like the prison that Pablo Escobar built for himself and then right. escaped from. So, so you know, you tell Bush Gardens what's going <laughs> yeah, on there. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, dog. Well, oh, I, I don't know that I weep for Disney in this instance. No, I don't necessarily I, either. I mean, it sounds like they don't even care. They're like, we, they can, don't care. we can still do whatever we want. We just have to ask different people. I, I don't know. It, it sort of seems like, gee, all that hot air for nothing. It does seem like this all was right. a lot of saber rattling. Yeah. And uh, that what probably Disney's attorneys looked at the legislation as you point to and say, this really isn't that different. We should just go with it. <laughs> yeah. It just gave it a dumber name. 
Yeah, guys, are we signing up for Dumber Name? Yes. Okay, let's go. Right, right. I I was relieved by one thing because when when this all first came out and no one really knew what was going to happen, you had, I think it was one of the executives of Orange County saying there was going to be a huge tax burden that would be yes. had to be picked up by the residents, uh, the taxpayers yeah. of Osceola and Orange Counties, and they were saying it was in millions and we'd all, our taxes. That is, I believe, part of this legislation is that that is not happening. There was, I think it was nice. You cannot transfer any tax burden to the taxpayers for whatever debts they've or uh, bonds they've raised. So Sounds that was a good. relief. Yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care now. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, right. So there you go, Jeremy. That's it. So, that's what I got. Between these deputies, there seemed to be an attraction. So they went to Disney Springs to get a little action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, dude. Yeah. This is from local Florida news station West 2. Oh, thank God for West 2, by the way. They got me through that hurricane. West, West 2. Yeah, WSH 2. Ah, okay. All right. I thought you were Great. speaking some, I don't know, some like uh, Tagalog. Or I, I don't know. It just sounded like a totally different language. No. Well, you know how over here, like you guys have KTLA. Like yours begin with K. Ours yeah. begin with W. All right. I think that's split. Uh, in the Mississippi, right? If you're on the east of the Mississippi, your radio stations begin with a W. I guess. The only thing I'm familiar with is WKRP in Cincinnati. Right. So, you know. Is that on this side of the Mississippi? I don't know. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Ohio? I don't think so. Yeah, it is. It's Yeah, WKRP, and it's on this side of the Mississippi. Well, I was referencing the TV show. I have no idea where it is. It's in Cincinnati. I don't know where Cincinnati is. Oh, it's in Ohio, which I believe is on this side. I don't of know the... where Ohio is. <laughs> Okay, goodbye. So anyhow, back to West 2's reporting. Yeah. Three Orange County Sheriff's deputies. This is Orange County, Florida, not Orange County, California. Okay. Three Orange County Sheriff's deputies have resigned after complaints that they were involved in inappropriate behavior while on duty. Oh. 51-page investigative report conducted by the Sheriff's Office goes back to early 2021 when the report says deputies Skyler Miller and Angel Mendoza began a sexual relationship. Whoa. My favorite kind so, of relationship. Then later that oh, year, <laughs> yeah. Skylar Miller started up another sexual relationship with her supervisor, Corporal Robert Garner. Okay. Okay. Now, Skylar Miller believes that her former lover, Angel Mendoza, made complaints to a tip line after their relationship ended on bad terms and Skylar moved on to have relations with the corporal. This is what's all alleged in this report. <laughs> Miller admitted that on multiple occasions, she and Corporal Garner would engage in sexual intercourse while on duty. During many of the meetups, the two would turn off their body cameras. Oh, Many of their encounters took place behind a church in Windermere, Florida. God. No Lord. chill. No Lord. chill on there, man. Come on. Behind a business near the Orange County Sheriff's Office, right by work. I mean, the thrill. And in the parking lot of Disney Springs. <laughs> oh, all man. while on duty. Oh. Oh, God, it's too good. Miller says her previous relationship with Mendoza would also include sex while on duty. Orange County Sheriff said in a statement, 
Quote, at the Orange County Sheriff's Office, we hold our deputies to the highest ethical standards. Clearly. Engaging in this behavior on duty when they should have been responding to calls and protecting our community is unacceptable, said sure. Orange County Sheriff John Mina. These former deputies are not worthy of the uniform worn by those that serve with integrity and honor. Uh, investigators concluded evidence gathered during this investigation substantiated elements of their testimony, specifically drive cam records that supported timelines and locations of where these people were. In addition, they have something called axon records, which confirmed that their body worn cameras were deactivated at the same location when their vehicles were or at the same time when their vehicles were in the same geographic location. So wow. all signs point to. A lot of interesting things happening between these three. All three deputies involved resigned during an investigation that would have resulted in their termination. And since they resigned, it precludes the possibility for an appeal. So things are getting hot in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Cops having sex on duty in Disney Springs parking lot. My goodness. What's next, man? What's going on over there? Maybe that five, maybe that uh, five-person board will have some. Well, no, they wouldn't have anything to do with this. Could rain, <laughs> rain down on them. You know, I, was, I looked up, uh, you know, her name because I was like hoping that there's pictures of everybody because I always like to see. I always like to see the type of guys that that you know have sex on the job. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I just be just I'm curious because like who like who would these guys got to be like Adonis's. If this, if they're if they're willing to sacrifice, if Skylar's like willing to sacrifice her career, you know, for like sex with these guys, they gotta be they gotta be Fabio's. Um, but then I learned that she has an E in in the name Skylar, S K Y E L A R, and I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. Care it's uncomfortable. Have, yeah, it should just be regular. It should be without the E. Uh, I don't know. I did my when I see things like this too. My first thought is, I wonder if they're all hot. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of what I was saying without trying to say that. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to be cool, you know. But yeah, and you know oh, what? It's not cool the way I said. It. Overwhelmingly, they're not. Nobody is. I think they yeah. just look at each other like, you know what? We're a we're a Vegas one. Let's just let's go. We got it. We have Vegas now. We have the connection. You're here. I'm here. Neither let's of us are attractive. <laughs> let's just let's just do it. Turn the cams off and let's go. Yeah, turn the cams off, man. Oh, they should have kept the cameras on. If they were hot, they would have kept the cameras on. That's how you know they weren't hot. Cameras off. Oh, good point. They didn't want to break they, them. They, even they know they're not hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of not hot, Jeremy, uh, Disney <laughs> Disney is going to cut seven thousand jobs. Ugh. Slashing $5.5 billion in costs as it unveils vast restructuring. Uh, this That's is, how much seven that these people cost? Apparently. $5.5 billion? I mean, then, then this must be like budgets for their departments and stuff like that, too, I would guess. Uh, this uh, comes from Wednesday. Uh, Disney said it was planning to reorganize into three segments while also cutting thousands of jobs. The media entertainment giant said it would now be made up of three divisions. Disney Entertainment, which includes most of its streaming and media operations, an ESPN division that includes the TV network and the ESPN Plus streaming service, and then a parks, experiences, and products unit. Doesn't really seem very efficient to me. I mean, it seems like a parks, experiences, I get, but in, in products? 
It's been that way. Parks Experience and Products has been that way. Has it? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, they've been together for a while. Oh, well, then I take it back. It sounds great. The move marks the most significant (laughs) action Bob Iger has taken since returning to the company as CEO in November. And I remember when he got hired, people were like, well, at least he's not going to fire everybody like Chapek was going to. There's a rumor that Chapek was going to fire like 2,000 people or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, nope, not going to do it. Well, he's right. He didn't do it. He fired Mm -hmm. (laughs) 7,000 instead. So, you know, there we go. Uh, Disney announced the changes minutes after it posted its most recent quarterly earnings, which is like not the right time to do that. You know, here's our earnings. We're up in every way, shape and form, but we're going to fire 7,000 people. Yeah. Um, anyway, on Wednesday during its quarterly earnings call with investors, Disney also announced it would be cutting 5.5 billion in costs, which will be made up of. 3 billion from content excluding sports and the remaining 2.5 billion from non-content cuts. Disney executive said about a billion in cost cutting was already underway since last quarter. I don't know what that, you know, actually means, but uh the uh 7,000 jobs would be about 3% of the roughly 220,000 people it employed as of August 1st. Hmm. So, there you go. That's oh, what's no. happening, man. A lot of people out of a job now. But Iger, Iger is going to hit his, his bonuses. He's going to get his $30 million. You know, the parks are up. Media is up. Everything, making money. We're firing on all cylinders here, but, uh, you know, not enough to, to keep all these people on the job. Well, I want to know how. I do want to know where these cuts are coming from. If they're coming from Disney+, Plus, it makes 100% sense because it seems like they're going to pull back on the amount of content that they're producing, if I'm hearing what Disney's saying in their calls. Yeah. I don't think that they feel that, well, if they're not making content, you can't just keep these people around. I mean, unless they want to go sell popcorn in the parks, but like we can't keep a staff. If we're not making movies and we're not making or content for this, goodbye. <laughs> Disney plus is not making money. It's hemorrhaging. It's hemorrhaged billions of dollars. So yeah, you gotta go. But like you said, they were slated to not even make money until 2025 and they knew it. Yeah, but they're not even on track to get profitable by that until unless they start making these cuts and getting mm-hmm. Disney Plus in line. Yeah, it won't be 2025. So because it's behind schedule, it should be closer. To, it shouldn't be. They should not. It lost way more. One A billion dollars was way more than its projected losses for that last quarter. So they have to reel this in. OK, well, that's fair. But if if they were saying that these are all going to come from parks, what, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, I don't think they're coming from that. parks. Yeah, um, but you know, it's yeah, I don't know. Seven thousand is a lot of people, even though it's just your first. You know, um, even it's what two percent or three percent or whatever I said. It's still a lot of people, man. And I just I feel bad. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I guess I feel bad when everybody uh, when people get fired. You know, like Taryn's dad was laid off recently. Yeah, three years before his retirement. Yeah, been with the company thirty years, and they gave him like seven days or something like that of like um, what's the word? Notice? No, no, no oh. notice. They brought his ass in on Thursday morning and said, "Hey, severance, severance, seven days of severance." Yeah, and so he's like up thirty thirty years with this company, that and it's stinks. like, and it's it, and I guess that's why I get so upset when I read these Disney you know, worker stories because all these people think that the company has their best interest in mind, No, but they don't. And I, I try to tell people, everybody I can't, no company cares about you. Ultimately, 
They care about you while you're producing, but rarely are they going to work with you if you have a problem. They'll just fire you. And especially three years before your retirement, you put in 30 years driving to San Francisco from the Bay Area. Like, no, you get nothing for that. Nothing. You get the bare minimum of what we can give you. And And I feel like, you know, these people who worked for Disney, like, this is most of them. I would I would bet most of them, if not half of them, this is their dream job, their dream company. They think they're going to be taken care of here, but they're not. They're just so much chafe, chaff, you know, being separated. And it's like everybody has a role because the job was open. They had, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't just like they just showed up one day and they were absorbed into the, you know, amoeba that is the company. They were hired. They were vetted. They were onboarded. There's a role for them. There's a reason why they're there. 7,000, you can't tell me that you're just slimming down for no reason. Because, of course, what happens, stock bumped up like 6% when that was announced. Stock market loves a job cut, apparently. I don't know. I'm annoyed by it. It bothers me. It bothers me. It it, it, it definitely bothersome. I do think if you're working for an unproductive, an unproductive division. They grew Disney Plus too fast. They've got to cut it. It's it can't ha- it can't stay this way. So something's got to happen. But I do feel for what you're saying in the sense that this is happening against a backdrop where Bob Chapek left with twenty three million dollars in his back pocket. This guy who we just talked about, Jeff Morrell, worked there for eighteen eight months and made a hundred thousand. What ultimately netted out to a hundred thousand dollars a day during his time there. So it's definitely hard to. See those uh, Galaxy's Edge cost a billion dollars. They spent seventy billion on Fox. It's hard to see all of those things together at the same time as you're laying off seven thousand people. It's like I understand that Disney Plus needs to make money and you need to trim the fat, but where was the fat when you were spending seventy billion dollars on Fox? Like what? I don't get. So there is yeah. my and it's because this is only to say five billion dollars according to what you just said so that's a fraction of what fox fox cost so i i definitely think that it's a bad look for disney this is a pr disaster right now for disney i think this combined with the union wage negotiations that are happening in florida right <laughs> yes, now where they're yeah. not budging over 16 dollars, and down the street universal just gave their employees a raise to 17 disney won't go near it and you know, this is a company that markets itself as a place where dreams come true and it can't pay their employees. It's laying people off. But and, by the way, yeah, just to switch gears to Florida for a second, if the union strikes, it's a worse PR disaster for Disney because you have all these people who spent all this money, $800 on a hotel that you've de-themed and you, you've only recently just brought back cleaning services to – and now they're not going to have they're, all the people are striking. You're not going to have people waiting on them. You're not going to have people in the parks serve, serving them. It's going to be a terrible experience. That will be a pure disaster if this strike happens in Florida. They have got to get a hold of this. And I, I just think like you can't pay these people. It's this is this is bad, and they've got to get it get it under control because it makes them look very bad, and they can't afford it. They just came out. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll, I'll finish after this. Okay. They just came out with the Super Bowl commercial honoring disney's 100th and the message was honoring our storytellers and our magic makers we thank what did he say bob Iger was on twitter the other day he said we thank our magic makers really you you, no you don't (laughs) right that article was or that article that commercial was awful 
it was it was like thrown together. It was very very odd. I didn't like it. It was uncomfortable. It was there was no common thread. Usually Disney commercials are better than that. Well, here's the thing. It's honoring the legacy of the company, and half the content in the commercial was just properties by studios they've acquired. Right. So apparently, Iger, in the same breath, announcing these uh, $7,000 job cuts, or 7,000 job cuts, he said that they that he wants to reinstate the shareholder dividends. Okay. So there's money somewhere. But again, yeah. and, and, I, and I, I understand, I don't want to get too, too much in it, because I complain about it all the time. I understand that the company's beholden to the shareholders. I get it. As a shareholder of 10.6 shares of Disney stock. What <laughs> you bought? Point that six. I bought that well, no, because I just put the dividends back and just rolled it into right. the you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but you know, like 10 years ago, um, I don't care about it. I don't know, man. I want to invest in a company that takes care of its employees, not rewards me for investing in them at, at the, the cost of the em- employees. So apparently, uh, 50% of the cost savings are going to come from marketing expenses, 30% from labor savings. So of that $5.5 billion, 30% sounds like that's what that 7,000 jobs is. So why not just cut the marketing and then 20% cost savings would come from less spending on technology, procurement, and other expenses. Meanwhile, didn't he just buy a frigging company or buy out shares or something like that? I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense. Um, apparently, Disney Plus um, only lost 1% of its subscribers uh, down to $62 million from 164. Uh, so they lost 2 million subscribers, and then ESPN and Hulu have uh, gained 2%. So they're not doing terribly from that from the streaming standpoint. So I don't yeah, know what's but going it, on. The costs are outweighing what they're making. Um, they And they lost subscribers, but they lost it because of Hotstar. Mm. Hotstar lost its exclusive rights to cover the prim- – whatever the – The cricket Indian league, I think, premier. right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so they can't have that. So, uh, like uh, everybody dropped Hotstar <laughs> in India, which is basically what I guess Disney Plus in India. Um, sure, but I guess subscriptions in the U.S. as you just said mm-hmm. did rise, yeah. but not significant. Not a lot. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. I I think it's it's hard because you have launched. Disney Plus, and then you have the pandemic, and then so a lot of people are like, well, let's just let's just sign up, and now people don't need it anymore, and so I think they grew too fast because the numbers were growing, and so maybe they 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 did that, but you know I don't know I think there's some I don't know I mean, in a perfect world, dude, everyone would be fine, everyone would have a job, everyone would have you know healthcare, and we'd all be happy. But we I'm can't. not sure that the streaming model is is gonna work. I, think I don't. There's, there's I don't a bubble think, coming. It's not a model that works. I don't think it will work for Disney long term. I mean, their parks are the are where they're making their money, and that's where they should be focusing on. The streaming thing I always looked at as just a piece of cake, frosting. Right? It's like it's just a treat. You put all the stuff, and you want to watch the thing, whatever. I didn't. I never dreamed that they would be putting so much brand new content on this service. I didn't even think about it. Because it doesn't make sense because they've always seemed like, oh, well, we're cost cutting this and we're firing these people and we can't do this and we can't afford to do the Haunted Mansion line redo because our budget of $220,000 can't go through. Like, It's that kind of stuff that you hear about and you go, wow, to to really add on to a a ride to like honor Rolly's legacy and all that kind of stuff you can't do 
because you don't have two, 300 grand, but you can fire all these people and you can make 30%, uh, you know, of your, of your salary from, uh, you know, your goals and you can do all this kind of stuff. But you, I don't know. It just, it makes no sense to me. The priorities always seem weird, but again, they're beholden to the, to the shareholders, anything to please the shareholders, anything to please the stock market instead of the fans, the fans don't matter. You and I do not matter to the company. What matters is who's investing, how many shares people have and how favorable is that stock being traded on the market? That's all. That's all that matters. Well, it matters in terms of how much we spend with them. That, but that's never going to change. It's always going up. No matter how many, how much bad will that company generates, people are always going to go. They will. It just, it will always happen. Uh, it does. It does feel like what you said makes me think of when Disney used to use television to hype up the parks. You're right. And now it's like they use the parks to hype up whatever they're doing on Disney Plus. Which I get. I, to- I get that synergy. You have to do it. I don't it. get it. I hate it. <laughs> I don't like it. I get it. <sighs> I get it. But it does blend together and it's weird. Let's get out. Let's, let's, let's leave. Let's leave this area. What do you think of that? Um, I got another story. I got two things. They're real fast. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to get out of here. Um, apparently, and I, maybe I knew this, maybe I not, but Disney is uh, looking for an actor to play Lilo in its upcoming live action adaptation of Lilo and Stitch. I had, I, I don't think I knew that this was going to be a live action film. <sighs> I didn't know this officially, but I mean, we're getting but, to the bottom of what else they can remake. So I, I guess, but like Lilo and Stitch <laughs> seems like. You know, after what was the last live action one? Beauty and the Beast. I know they're doing Lady and the Tramp. That's probably coming out oh, this Pinocchio. year. Pinocchio. Pinocchio, yeah. Pinocchio, then Lilo and Stitch. That seems like they would have redone Hercules before Lilo and Stitch. And no, I mean, nobody talks about Lilo and Stitch. Nobody references them. I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. Seems weird. But according to a casting call first shared in November of 2022, Disney is looking for a quote, precocious. Native Hawaiian girl who loves hula, surfing, and wildlife between the ages of six and eight for lead character Lilo. The actor must also have a, quote, special affinity for all things gross, which I imagine is part of Lilo's character in the movie. Or in the, yeah, I have no yeah, idea. Whatever. Uh, the casting call also reveals that two new characters, Tutu and Mrs. Kikoka, Ki- Kikoa, will be introduced in the upcoming film, Mrs. Kikoka. Koa will be replacing former CIA agent turned social worker Cobra Bubble. I, I, I know the words I just read. Like I understand. I <laughs> comprehended them. But the meaning is lost of me. On no, that, it's on all that gibberish. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> apparently people are still looking. The Walt Disney Studios is still looking for uh, to cast Lilo. So if you are... Or know someone who is a native Hawaiian girl who is precocious, loves hula, surfing, and wildlife. Uh, this might be the role for you. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Lilo and Stitch coming to theaters again. <laughs> Once more. Um, and then last but certainly not least, Jeremy, I'm going to share this. I'm going to share this on my screen with you. I'm going to share my screen oh, here. So okay. um, this part I will. This is always fun. Well, it really is. You know what? And that's the thing I want to do on this show is have fun. More fun stuff. More fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Oh. Figure out. All right. So, I, so you know that, uh, have you heard about this, uh, this technology to recreate certain, um, 
stars or famous people in hologram form, like Tupac. Like Coachella brought Tupac Shakur back for a song. Um, okay. I think Old Dirty Bastard got got hologramized. Oh, ODB. Yeah, you go. Yeah. So now the latest, uh, you know, I would say hardcore violent rapper, uh, yeah. Walt Disney. The Disney company has transferred the likeness of Walt Disney to uh, AI, and they trained this AI to um, not only supposedly the uh, the likeness of Walt, but the voice of Walt. Mm-hmm. And okay. this is the thing that they they shared. Um, it says uh, Walt Disney greets guests of Disney 100, the exhibition via the Disney Magic Stage. I guess this is in Philly or something like that. So here's a clip of it, and uh, I, you know, I, I want to get your, I want to get your take on this because, you know, I, I have a lot of things to say. Let me try to zoom in a little more, make it a little larger, so you can really, really. I've see been on what's an emo- I've been on a roller coaster of thoughts with this. Have you seen it though? I saw it very briefly. I've only okay. seen like a clip. I couldn't get it to like center on my phone, and I was like, I don't care. All right. Well, here we go. Here it is. Ready? Um, let's go. <clears throat> Here's my counsel to tell you how the magic is made. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into reality. When we consider a new project, we really study it. Not just the surface idea, but everything about it. And when we go into that new project, we believe in it all the way. We have confidence in our ability to do it right, and we work hard to do the best possible job. There's really no secret about our approach. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors, doing new things, because we're curious. And curiosity keeps leading us down <laughs> new paths. Weird. We're always exploring and experimenting. I cannot, and that, that's it, I cannot express to you how bad this looks. It looks terrible. It looks like they put a Walt mask on somebody and yes. they over because what they did is they over animated him. If you yes. watch any of his old videos or any of his old TV shows or whatever, he is not that animated. His, you know, this, this person's eyes were wide, the smile was huge, the head cock a lot, and then he was talking with his hands a lot, like doing a lot of this. That is not that is not Walt. That's not doesn't look like Walt. It was too no. expressive, and the voice didn't sound like him either. To be honest with you, it looked awful the the voice was closer in my opinion to walt than the than the visual walt didn't flail his hands around like a millennial giving a presentation at work. <laughs> this is ridiculous it, it looks it, it doesn't look convincing at all and i don't know if it was just the way wherever you got this video is but those the lips weren't synced to the video or the music sound wasn't synced to the the man either I mean, looked, that, that could have been because I'm sharing but, it over, you know, right. over my Wi-Fi or whatever. But I, I encourage right. everybody to go find it. it I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but the AI space is not ready for this. And, and even if it was, let's just pretend that it's perfect, right? And yeah. let's pretend that I'm not just complaining about it. Yeah. I don't like the idea of bringing Walt back and putting words in his mouth. I don't, I don't like that idea. Not because I particularly hold Walt on this pedestal of being a super genius and a creative mastermind and a, you know, whatever, right? He was a man who got incredibly lucky several times over his life and almost went bankrupt just as many times. Like he's not, he's not a genius. He's a lucky guy 
who caught a lot of breaks. Mm. I, and that's just my opinion. But okay, I disagree with it. But that's fine. Um, but I don't think that this is a way. This is as much of an honor as Disney thinks it is. You're not honoring Walt. You're not. I don't know, man. It's more. You're more weekend at Bernie's eating him. You know, it, it, you're, you're bringing him out. You're droging him up. I, I guess I I don't I'm, I'm I can't finish the thought because I I don't necessarily know why I don't like it. It's just uncomfortable to me, and maybe it's because it doesn't look like him. I mean, it looks like him, but it's not expressive in the way he was just from watching TV. So it's uncomfortable to me. Um, I agree. I also feel uncomfortable watching it. I wanted to. Well, one, it just feels icky. I think, like, he's not a cartoon character. <laughs> That's, yes. He's a dead man. That's it. Yes. And, like, yes. I just feel like at some point, and this is from my perspective, yeah, he still has family who are alive. <laughs> yeah, right. And, like, that seems kind of dirty and icky. So I don't necessarily love it from that standpoint. Yeah. And also, I think that Disney should be known for doing things really, really well. This isn't done well. So not only does it feel a little icky from the fact that you're like recreating a dead man whose family's still alive, but you're also not doing it well. So don't do it. Don't release something that's not, that's half baked. The other side of me says, Walt would have done it. Do you think? We know because he did it with Mr. Lincoln. Walt recreated dead people. Yeah, but Lincoln and Walt are not the same thing. They're not the same They're person, the but same the level. concept of this is there. Walt used te- the technology of the day to recreate a man who, for what... Okay. No, no, per- no two people are the same. So then you could say that that's no, you could make that... the No one could ever do it again. But Walt did this idea. He used today's technology to recreate someone who was dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do think that what he did do, though, is he used that person's actual words. Like he used speeches that Lincoln gave right. and recreated the speeches. So there was a solemnity to it. He mixed them up. Lincoln never said all those words together at once, but <laughs> right, he right. did take snippets of different speeches and put it together in a nice show. Um. This feels more like a caricature. It feels more like a gimmick rather than a tribute. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean by Weekend at Bernie's. Like, it's it's very much like a look what we did with our pal. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you put it better than I did, but uh, yeah, it just feels weird. And I, I maybe if it looked better, if it was a little more chill, like this guy did not look like any version of Walt I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I don't, yeah. Weird. The other thing is, um, I will say, is that when Walt did this, he did it with a character who we couldn't make comparisons to. We yeah. don't have recordings of Lincoln. We only have photographs. So you – but we have video of Walt. So it's yeah. pretty easy for us to say this looks nothing like him. And uh, I mean Tom Hanks looked was more, <laughs> was more convincing than that thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. This is Sean Nyberg. I know you've mentioned him before. Yeah. Uh, he says, this is incredible. Is it slightly off? Of course. It's a homage presented through tech and art, just like the Lincoln animatronic. Look at you. Oh. You have something in common with this man. 
impossible oh. to be a perfect replica, but definitely a perfect homage that Walt Disney himself would have found mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, yes. Good? No. I don't think so. Others felt similarly, with one person noting that Disney, quote, would be hyped to see this since he was a, such a big futuristic tech nerd. Well, yeah, of course. He would also be hyped to find a friggin' butane lighter. You know what I mean? Like, you take someone from the 50s and 60s, put them in now, they're going to be hype about ring lights, about doorbell cameras. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. But it doesn't mean that it's good, right? I don't know. Uh, as with previous attempts to memorialize late stars like Whitney Houston and Tupac Shakur with holograms, some Disney fans were less than impressed. Um, someone says, I hope they add him to the Honda Mansion when the exhibit is over. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having grown up with a lot of videos of Walt talking, it's like 80% of the way there, but it's too clean and robotic to be sensed as anything but uncanny. He was an yes. excellent speaker, but this makes him a little too animated. Yes, there you go. Uh, more so than some of his IPs he worked on. Another person wrote, something about Walt Disney in high def makes me feel weird. Um, and then someone says, uh, I would rather have had Tom Hanks play Walt Disney again over this. The hair looks awful. Uh, Disney Archives director Becky Klein told the New York Times that the hologram was devised as a way to remind people of the ingenuity of her company's founder. Do you need reminding of that? I mean, really, like, how is taking his visage, generating it through AI, and releasing it to where it doesn't look right like him, um, reminding us that he was that he had a lot of ingenuity with with what he was doing? She says, frankly, Shh. there are people in this world who don't realize that Walt was a real person. What morons? <laughs> yeah, right. Babies. Their brains aren't even developed. Uh, we want to make sure that everyone knows that our company was founded by real people, creative storytellers, because that is what is so important to everything we do at Disney. Uh, it's, First of all, it, it, put a picture of them. Put a friggin' cutout. Friggin', I would rather a, 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 a character in a suit came out dressed like a character of Walt Disney than this thing. Well, she is right. It did remind me that Walt was ingenu uh, had ingenuity. It did, and but only by contrast. <laughs> well, okay, because it remind <laughs> it showed me how far this company has fallen in its ability to be creative. Well, that's true, yeah, and inventive. So, yes, <laughs> it did. It did remind me what you once were and now have are completely vacant of. So, yeah, thanks. You did it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It was weird. It reminded me that Walt was a perfectionist, that Walt was always trying to improve on things. They're putting this half-baked crap out there all over the internet. We're all laughing at it. It looks stupid. That, that's basically where we are today with Disney. Yes, I agree. You, well, you're ruining his name. Thanks. You know what? And every comment, so this was from the, uh, the D23, Disney D23, uh, Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Most of the comments, even just scrolling, are this makes me uncomfortable with the audio being a lower quality than the visuals and Walt's movements being a lot more over the top than expected. This just looks yeah. odd. Next person that looks and sounds like an impersonator. Uh, my first impression, he's smiling too much, not in character with real, real clips we are used for. Not a fan of this at all. This made me uncomfortable. This is a no. Uh, voice doesn't match the mouth movements. <laughs> Nobody likes this. Most people don't like this. And, you well, know. I don't know, not for nothing, man, but uh, 
Disney, uh, you know, I think they've been trying really hard lately, and I don't think that they're really nailing kind of a lot of stuff, to be honest with you. Walt's presence should be more felt as just a voice echoing over the park or because he's like he he, they've made him they've tried to in the years since his death make him this sort of immortal figure over the company so now when you just bring him in and he's talking and saying weird things and it looks robotic like they're almost going against the legacy that they've propped up they've built him up into this magical figure that sort of looms over the company and is this but I don't know. I think the the difference is again, like it's execution. It's not done well, so it makes people feel uncomfortable. When when people walked out of Mr. Lincoln when that first debuted at the World's Fair, people walked out weeping. It moved them. This isn't mm-hmm. doing that. This is having the exact opposite effect. It's giving us the heebie-jeebies, yeah. and no one wants that. No. And so I do think. Just because I feel like I feel like Ian Malcolm, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should <laughs> or do it when it's right. Yeah. But this is so off. Yeah. Anyway, it's just like tools in the wrong hands right at this point. I agree. Uh, all right, let's get out of here, Jeremy. Let's go. All right, let's get out of here, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you had a good time running through all the Disney news that we did. Um, you know, I love it. Hopefully someone here gets cast as Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. That'd be fun. Yeah, we could have nominate. Maybe we should have a casting contest. Oh, shoot. If, they have, if they've if they been doing a nationwide casting call since November and they haven't found anybody, we're not going to find that in person. No, but haven't. if you know about it from our show, we get 10% of your takings. That's, that's right. That's the rule. Yeah, that's the deal. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, next time, we'll see you on the next time outro yeah <laughs>